Welcome, everybody. It is seven o'clock on a Wednesday, and that means it's time for Sci-Fi Distilled. I'd like to welcome my usual co-host, Mary Beth, and returning once again is Kent Schmidt. And Hi, guys. You guys, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Right, we're doing Ghostbusters, in case you can figure that All right. out. Let me pull up the comments, which means you're going to hear us talking for a second. We're, gonna, we're kicking off our... October Halloween month with uh, the classic 1984 Ghostbusters uh, starring Bill Murray, uh, Rick Moranis, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, and, um, and, uh, and, Rick, and you got Rick Moranis, and, and Egon there, um, and Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis, right, so uh, which was actually, the, it was actually written by uh, Dan Aykroyd and I believe Bill Murray. No, it was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. You're right. All right. You're right. You're but right. probably Actually, mostly Dan Aykroyd because a lot of the hi right, a lot of the references, like they say in the original script, all because you guys all know that that Dan Aykroyd's like really into the occult. Like he's into it. He's into ghosts for real, like in his real life. And a lot of his references and stuff he was mentioning in the original scripts were spot on. Like they were like real things that happen and very accurate and of course they had spirit guide is a real thing yeah 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 Yeah, i have no doubt about that but then they had to take stuff out and say okay we're going to use the zool and vince clortho that's all fictional but yeah wait a minute there is no zool there there is there is no there is no wait how's that go there is no dana there is only there is no dana only zool and she's so uh, yeah, let me get the other guy. So up. yeah, so this is one of our most often hey, quoted. Henry Jackson. I don't think we've seen him here yet, but if we haven't, been oh. here. So we have our Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Welcome. I don't know if I've yeah. seen you guys. Before. So this I came out in 1984, and I have to admit, I did not see this in the theater when it came out. Oh, dude. I don't there know was- why. I cannot tell you why. I was about a junior in high school then. Um, not sure. I did see it, of course, I think afterwards when it was a big hit and everybody's like, oh, you got to see it. And I think I saw it. Must have rented it on VHS, I guess. Sorry, it was certainly a after on HBO the movie, Obviously, this is probably one of my, my wife will back me up on this quoted movies. I, I Absolutely. I don't even realize I'm doing it half the time. Um, yeah, it's become part of our just natural yeah. speech patterns I mean, at this right, point. Right, right down to when Rick Moranis goes back and I'm going to have me a shower. I say that like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it's kind I of... love that the key master, the key master is the one who's locked out of his apartment. Right, every right. All the time. He yep. steps out. Like he's I mean, yeah, the movie is just like one one liner like after another. After it's another. Like, you know, so like, when Harold Ramis comes out from under the up. desk and Janine is flirting with him heavily and trying to get him and he goes i collect mold spores and fungus right every dead. time i'm fixing a computer and i have to climb under a desk when i come out i dead. stand up and i do that line <laughs> I collect I do that all the time yes so this is very well and we'll be quoting it all night long and, and we all, that's you know, okay how many, we all say you know okay. dogs and cats living together mass like every single line if somebody yeah. asks you if you're god yeah. Like every single line. I actually had the cause to use that, believe it or not. I don't remember. It was relatively recently. And I said, if somebody asks you, you say yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably one of the better lines. You know, It's well, a sign. All right. I'll say it's a sign. All right. Yeah. Going out of business. Like just yeah, so, yeah. Many, so many. There's just tons. Yeah. I mean, 
And of course, you know, this man has no dick. You know, I mean, it's just come you know. on, type something. We're paying for this stuff. Yeah, yeah type <laughs> sorry about the bug eyes. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll be quoting it all night long. I see already people are, are typing lines over in the chat. Yeah. Henry's doing it. I'd like to get a sample of your brain. One you? of my favorites is this magnificent feast represents the last, the last of the petty cash. <laughs> I just had Chinese for that very reason. <laughs> Uh, well, we could probably just all get together and just act yeah, it out really without is, really it's needing all a script. For the next hour, guys, is us quoting this movie. Left Pretty much, yes. Yeah, so all right, you guys want to run through the actors, run through the writing, run through the background oh, where they got the inspiration. That, no, we we got to do the drink. Oh yes, let's do our uh, drink. Well, let me get my drink, which always seems to take a while to load. My drink does it, My drink is green in order of Slimer, but I put it in a blue glass, so it just it right. looks blue. But it's for so, Slimer. So uh, yeah, the Slimer is our drink. And there it is. And this is something that I actually invented years ago, believe it or not. It's not anything else. So I had this already in the queue. So it's pretty simple. It's orange juice, pineapple juice, peach peach schnapps or peach tree, a uh, blue, little blue, blue carousel for mostly for color. And then the citrus vodka, if you can't find citrus vodka, well, hell, you, you can find vodka in every flavor now anyway. So, and that's just mix it up, pour it over ice. So we you used to use the Ecto Cooler. Actually this color. Yeah. We used to use the Ecto Cooler from High C. Yeah, and put vodka in it. Well, there you go. That's a simpler one. This there one, you I go. Think all right. Well, all right. Cheers, guys. Here's to so, one of our all-time favorite. Everybody, hope everybody's safe, COVID-free. COVID-free, yeah. be safe, and enjoy us just saying Ghostbuster lines for Ghostbuster the next 50 line. minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, of course, this was uh, directed by I Ivan Reitman, um, and we talked about that it was uh, written by Dan Aykroyd and Hal Ramis. Um, of course, Harold Ramis had gone on to be a uh, accomplished director in his own right. So, and uh, you know, this is one of the movies Sigourney Weaver did, where I think was I want to say a breakup because we had already seen her in Alien, but I think it showed a different side of her because we were kind of used to the Ripley character, and I really liked her character in this. I thought you know she was still kind of a strong character, strong female character. But yeah, she was sensible, kind of woman. sensible girl. at the same time. So it was kind of cool. And of course, she was very, very sexy in this movie, obviously. Very. She had to audition because they knew she'd done Ripley and they knew she'd done drama. They're like, but can she do comedy? Yeah. So she had to audition. The scene they had her audition with was somewhere near on where she's turning into the terror dog. And she had to bark for Ivan Reitman. And apparently she barked <laughs> and got the job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so 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 Sigourney wasn't a done deal right off the bat. The original casting was supposed to be... Um, John Candy as Lewis Tully in the Rick Moranis role. Um, it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy in the um, uh, Ernie Hudson role, which I'm Winston. so glad they went with Ernie Hudson and I can explain why. It was supposed to be, who was the other one? Um, not Bill Murray. Hang on, I wrote this down somewhere. Um, and while, we're, while I'm trying to look that up, the inspiration for the writing besides Dan Aykroyd's interesting. Well, apology. originally Dan Aykroyd wanted John Belushi. John Belushi, thank you. That's um, who I was looking for. And, John Belushi. And, and I think had John died by this point? I'm not yes. sure. Yes. Yeah, maybe that's which why. is how, kind of how Slimer Slimer's gluttonous is and the way he drink he's drinking yeah. and it goes right through him. And he's like that eating that's straight out of Belushi Animal House. That's Animal straight House. out of the Bluto, the Bluto character. Yeah. Um Back in the day, there had been, and you can still find this, in 1937, Disney put out a short called Lonesome Ghosts, 
where Mickey and Goofy and Donald play ghost exterminators and they get a call to go. And when they get there, it was the ghost that actually called because they were lonely and they had no one to haunt. But there were a couple other things out there that had already talked about the concept of ghost exterminating. So the concept was already out there. The concept was there. Um, an interesting Filmation. Filmation is the company that put out Star Trek and, and He-Man and a whole bunch of other uh, cartoons did. that we all know and love. Filmation had a Ghostbusters, uh, a live-action Ghostbusters show that was like two guys and a gorilla. And um, the Dan Aykroyd and those guys paid them. They paid for the license to use the, the phrase the Ghostbusters. Hmm. I did not know that. I know there was a cartoon called the Ghostbusters. Right. And well, then and then they came out with the TV, the the verse, the, yeah, the one from the movie. That was the real Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah. So what happened was when they put out the Ghostbusters from the movie cartoon, Filmation said, "Hey, can we do it?" And for whatever reason, they were like, "No, no, we're going to go with DIC, Deek, Dick, Deek, whatever they are, that company." And so Filmation was like, "All right, whatever. We actually still own the the title Ghostbusters." So they put out their own Ghostbusters cartoon. So there was the, the Filmation Ghostbusters cartoon, which was nothing to do with this movie. And then there was the Dick Ghostbusters, which had to get retitled as the real Ghostbusters. Right. Convoluted licensing. <laughs> They're still going. Never run into that. That's book. all I know about that. They're still going through lines here. Um, <laughs> well, of course good. they are. Keep going, guys. I just want to say, Martin, welcome, Mar uh, Vinny, Sue, John. Vinny's here. Hi, Vinny. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming. Dennis. Um, not your Dennis, the other the other Dennis, Dennis. They, uh, but both from Canada. Interestingly enough, two yes, Dennis both from Canada. Canada. What must be a popular Canadian name? You, does that Dennis sell cheap Canadian bootleg to Pete? No, does that Dennis sell cheap Canadian bootleg? <laughs> Inside joke. Never mind. <laughs> All so, right, moving uh, on. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, right. We 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 digress once more. Um, as what, always what yeah it's just like it's like i just want to keep quoting the movies but um oh so, so i was gonna say just so you guys know that 1937 cartoons on youtube if you want to go watch anyway keep going so uh of course the music became very famous uh in fact i think the theme song was on like the top of the charts for several weeks as number one um of course uh, ray parker jr uh wrote yeah, it so ray parker um, a lot of, a lot of, of interesting we, we also stuff. should mention um yeah I was just going to say, we should mention Elmer Bernstein's score. Right. Well, um, we'll get there. But we, we're going to cover one topic at a time. Right now we're talking music. about... Music. Music topic. Anyway, Ray Parker Jr. The, the originally, they had, um, in the middle of the movie, they were using uh, Huey Lewis's I Want a New Drug just for the tempo because that's the, the beat that they wanted. Um, they went through, I don't know how many, what was it, like 50-something? They had different versions of, of, of a song. Um, and they eventually hired uh, Ray Parker Jr. to come up, and of course he came up with the song that we know. Uh, it hit, hit uh, Huey Lewis eventually sued him uh, over <laughs> saying he basically stole the beat from "I Want a New Drug." It was settled out of court. There's a non-disclosure agreements on it, so that they neither could talk about what was, you know, about the whole case. And then about 1989, 1990, somewhere in there, uh, Huey Lewis was on a member of VH1's "Behind the Music," and he's talking about that and he's basically called Ray Parker Jr. out that he, he stole it which violated the non-disclosure agreement and he and then so Ray went and sued Huey Lewis and got all his money back I guess <laughs> so it's kind of a crazy thing but yeah jumping on the other music that were kind of that 
do you hear that when they're kind of going in the library that dun, 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 dun. that's yep. the one that elmer bernstein wrote um in fact i think i can play it if you want to hear it there it is there it is yeah and some of those really high ethereal kind of ghostly notes is done by a 19th century instrument called an on martino it's a keyboard it's kind of like a cross between a theremin and a, like, a, well, it's a keyboard. So it's more like a Moog synthesizer, but the like sound was like a theremin. Yeah. Those wavering high ghostly notes, that's what that is. He, he, Elmer Bernstein used that in a lot of his music. And if you Google him and, and you see what he scored, you'll know right away. You like, you'll hear it right away going forward. You're like, oh, I know what that is. That's that on Martin or whatever. Right. And then there's the other song in there that kind of went after, um, the uh the 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 firehouse blows up after dickless turns off the containment unit and you hear that other song it's called magic yep mm. kind of a very 80s kind of yeah pop that one pop. was by uh somebody knows it off the top of my head it was another popular band of that era crap yeah. i had it and i lost it if anybody knows it go ahead and tell they me knows, yeah put it yeah post that up anyway um anyway yeah apparently uh I, oddly enough, I believe um, uh, Bernstein didn't care for that music. He didn't want them to use it, but obviously it's in there. So it works. It works. Um, it yeah, because it really, when you think about it, the music, it's like all over the place in this film because you have the music's a character too. Then you, yeah. have, you have you have the bus boys doing that kind of that um, you know the piano bit where they're running after they get other you know kind of thing because that that song that bus boy song is comes after the very 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 first scare of the movie where the librarian like that and that music cues in so you know right away this isn't a really scary scary movie this is a haha scary movie you know what i mean and the effects were really good. Uh, cars, ILM did the effects, um, and they were really good for 1984, I thought. I mean, they, for 1984, yes. I mean, going back now, I think the only ones that stand out, one that still stands out is excellent, um, I will tell you, but one that stands out now, you're like, oh, okay, that needs work, is the terror dog chasing Lewis Tully yeah, across the street. Tavern those were like green. That didn't, it doesn't look yeah. right now. Yeah, those, but, those, yeah. And I remember but the I one, phone. Yeah, place <laughs> coochie. Um, but the one that um a still looks good to this day it. is where they they did shots from New York City of them when they arrive at the building, like the big ending, and there's all the crowds cheering for them, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, and they come to the building and they look up and cut two shots done in L.A. of the earthquake where the street actually breaks apart and the and the cop car kind of rolls yeah, yeah. apart lay down. That's like two different locations blended together, and for the most part. That fools the eye quite nicely and does so to this day. Well, now you know to look for it. You're like, oh, that's L.A., that's New York. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they did a good job with that. Yeah, it, it's a city. You know, most people, you're not looking. That's kind of that suspension, almost disbelief kind of thing where you're just not, yeah. you're not paying attention to that, so nobody cares. But, I mean, yeah. you'll see but stuff. But the actual proton packs, those still look beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, the the, the, the laser, whatever it is, the proton the energy. Unlicensed uh, nuclear accelerator stream. Yeah. A particle beam, whatever it is. Running an unlicensed accelerator, <laughs> nuclear accelerator. Switch me on, and it like this. We should have had. We should have <laughs> had. Else, that was a funny thing. They're in the elevator. Just, yeah, we, we, all just, we all just kind of like move across. It's like this subtle thing. 
What are you guys, some kind of exterminators? Yeah, someone's a cockroach. <laughs> up. No. Must be some cockroach. Take your head off, right? Take your head off, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, the the that the bus uh, the magic magic song the streaks of light in the sky yeah, that still yeah. looks fine yeah, like looks so good. much of it still the looks ghosts great. I think you know they really did well even and still good yeah stay put stay put so yeah. he he was a, a a guy in costume for the most guy part he had yep. three different heads he had cute head he had cute angry head then he had really angry head yeah the one I love the one when 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 everything blows up and you see his face he's like uh oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course it just you know blows them apart um which is funny oh and then and then, and then all that shaving cream. Of shaving cream so, yes yeah so i found out about that so william that's william atherton poorly so they said hey man we're gonna dump 150 pounds of shaving cream on you and he's like 150 no and they're like no that's shaving cream they're like he goes no no 100 whether well, there's 150 pounds of lead or 150 pounds of shaving cream, it's still right. 150 pounds yeah, so it doesn't hit them all at once the stunt guy did it first and got flattened like he got creamed and they were like oh so they backed off to about 75 pounds and he still kind of got decked yeah, yeah. um that that poor poor I, think I've, I think i've told you my william atherton story how i met him once kind of did you can, I, wait, I know hey, i told hold, wait, hold that story because he was so good at being the, the jerk in this movie and being dickless in this movie yeah, that whole career people being treated him as such for years afterwards yeah. to the point where he got in a bar fight with someone <laughs> over you know just over this character so what when you met him tell us what is he well, i didn't like? i didn't it wasn't he apparently uh in my hometown uh fire to fire department i was a member of and the chief he was the chief's nephew of our fire department so there was a connection and the, the chief's father who had been one of the founding had passed away and we were at the funeral or not really the funeral but it was a memorial service and, you know, you go through the line and you're shaking hands with people. And at the time he had a full beard and longer hair. And my friend Richard's next to me, he's in the fire department. And I go and I'm shaking hands and, you know, my condolences. And as we go down the line and I shake his hand and I'm looking, I'm thinking, this guy's really familiar looking. How do I, where do I know this guy from? You know, and because, and then my friend Richard's buggy, he's going, that's Dickless. He goes, that's Dickless. Jeez. <laughs> not to his you know so you know that was it he didn't he didn't i didn't you know I, I, by that time i had gone down the line when he finally spunged me go that's dickless oh my god <laughs> so yeah that so was my only event but funeral. it wasn't like a fanboy moment where i'm like yeah it, it was my, a funeral my... so you didn't have a chance was, to kind of chat with the guy it was just oh. funny because that's how people because even you know after that he did movies uh was it um what was the one with Val Kilmer, the science? Uh, oh, real genius. real genius. We should do that movie. That's and a great a movie. In that movie. You know, yeah. 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 Which was, I don't, yeah. He was kind he's of typecast. Kind of weird in real life, though, I think. I don't know. Yeah, he got typecast. He, yeah. yeah. He was a nice enough guy, like when I met him. I mean, you know, he wasn't, you know, outstanding. He's like, you know, thing, you know, just normal person. So, and he, his career has cool. been, he's still around. He did, the last thing I think I saw him in was uh, Defiance. The sci-fi show. He is. Oh, is was he in Defiance? Yes. Oh. He played a. He played a, a a human that wanted that wanted to be an alien or like dressed up like he wanted to be an alien or something. It's kind of weird. He he his character and the the function the role of his character in Ghostbusters. So you know I research to get notes for for these and I, I prefer to read but I also watch YouTube. YouTube has him. Everyone's like, "Why is the main antagonist the EPA?" And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. The main antagonist is Gozer the Gozerian." 
Right. All he is, all William Peck is, is a MacGuffin. His sole function, the, his only reason for existing in the movie is to Just shut to off, the is to yeah. shut He's off the, the grid He's to the release Goes of the Gozarian. Yeah. He's not, and so many people were like, and the main bad guy is the EPA. And I'm like, nah. The Twinkie. The Twinkie. Tell, Tell him about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? What about the Twinkie? Tell him about the Twinkie. <laughs> He is a MacGuffin. He is nothing but a MacGuffin. He's a very, very funny MacGuffin, but he's just a MacGuffin. I'll tell you another line I use. I've used this on my poor daughter every time because she's in. She was in band in high school, and I always say every after every concert, you were the best one in your room. In your room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're good. Most people can't my hear kids. me over a whole orchestra playing. <laughs> my kids heard that throughout their musical yes, career uh, in school. Well, I think and one of the reasons I think we chose Kent for this is because Kent, when we were up at the tour i think you're you're i always say this you get every single stupid movie reference i make no matter how obscure kent always keeps to pull it out and certainly this is one of the top movies that we we reference constantly yep. it's engraved in my genes yeah so um but yeah once again they're having a uh, conversation here i'm trying to say you guys, yeah the Vinny. uh Vinny said uh, uh atherton was in uh, die hard he was oh, the, right. Uh, and he played a jerk again. You see, he played yep. the reporter. He was in the he first tased in the second because he was in the second one as well. Yep, he got tasered in the second one. Yeah, he was in the on the air on the airplane, one of the airplanes. Yep. So, they, but uh, yeah, that's right. He always plays a jerk. I mean, he just always plays. A jerk. I I genuinely hope he's not in real life, but I don't know. I've heard. I don't think he is. I think it's just the way he gets. He got. Oh, tired. he probably. He probably is at this point because he's yeah, been throughout his life coming up to him going, hey, Dickless, you were an ass. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I really never understood people that were so dim that they couldn't understand that this is... You can't a, separate the character from the actor. So, you know, um, but there are... Oh, so, yeah. So we got William Mayland, we did Sigourney. Harold and Dan wrote it. Bill Murray, they said, come do it. I They weren't sure he was going to show up, apparently. He'd been overseas filming... I can tell you what he was filming, some other movie, a more of a drama. And he came home exhausted. So I guess at the beginning, he'd film stuff and then go back to his trailer and sleep. And then finally, he got caught up and finally realized, oh, this is fun. We're having fun and, and had more fun on the set. But I guess he was exhausted. Well, he, took a, he took like a hiatus for like six, eight years after he made this film. He did. Bill Murray didn't do any acting until he came Hang back. Hang on, I'll tell you right. what he he came Oh, back. Razor's Edge. He had gone to do Razor's right. Edge. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did Razor's Edge. And then he did this movie, and then he didn't do anything till he did Scrooge. Scrooge. That's right. He did. Um, you know who else just stepped course, away from was acting? Eighty nine. They did Ghostbusters two. Was no, it had to be later than that. Maybe it wasn't eight years. I don't. They must not have been. Couldn't have been that long. Yeah, yeah. You know who else just stepped away permanently? Stepped away from acting, not recently, but a while ago was Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. His, yeah. His wife died of breast sad. cancer. Yeah, that's yeah. a very sad situation. Yeah, his yeah. wife died, and his he wife died, to and he wanted to be with the kids. And yeah. hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Now he did still do some voice work, and a few little like producing things, but for yeah. the most part, he is not in front of the camera. And I don't know if you guys saw in the news, but recently he was the victim of an unprovoked random attack in New York City. Some guy yeah, walking by just turned and wailed on him. And there's like, a, I don't know if there's footage, but there was a picture on Twitter and everyone, like everyone was like up in arms. Like you do not. Win. Remember when Bill Murray's like, no one steps on a church in my town. Right, Someone right, was right. like, no one wails on Rick Moranis in my town. That's, like that's people fun. are, people are angry about it. They just, 
he just did a, a thing with um um uh what's the word I'm uh with Ryan Reynolds. He did like a little promo thing with for Ryan oh, Reynolds. Did he? Yeah, oh. it was like for an ad for something. I'd have to feed it, Google it on YouTube and you can you can check it. Hang on a second. I got He turned down, they said, Hey, come back and do Ghostbusters Afterlife, and he turned it down. Hmm. That horse yeah, shot him when he when he starts with um she goes do you have any excedrin or Tylenol he's like I have acetylsalicylic acid it's da 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 and try the salmon it's twenty four ninety five da 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 the brie it's room temperature do you think the brie do you think the room's too warm for the brie that whole thing is one long take he improvised the entire thing yeah he he was really funny in that that's fantastic like, just fantastic um you know yeah that whole thing about the salmon you know, twenty five pound but and 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 I'm and, that, and I'm gonna invite clients instead of friends and that's why it's a tax right. write off. They can write it off, and they're they're gonna they're, they're, what is it? Because Rick knew something about that. Like they cast Rick because he did actually know some some had some measured experience with taxes or something. That I'm not sure, but I think oh, so. Oh, maybe I don't know. I, I like how he introduced each person at the party by their tax situation. By by their situation, so, so, and so, so they're so okay. Receivership, and then we had. Uh, and we had uh, what's her name? Drawing a salary from a bonus and deferment, so they're okay. Yeah. Casey Kasem's wife there as his girlfriend. Oh yeah, Jean Kasem. Lewis, yeah. I'm bored. No, I'm Lewis, I'm Lewis, going I'm home. Leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going. Well, let's dance. Maybe we start dancing. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah, she's. And yeah. then the cougar slash bear gets him. Yeah. Okay, who brought the dog? Yeah. Yeah, and then, was... and then there's Annie Potts. A bunch of the deleted. Oh. If you guys go on YouTube, there's all the deleted stuff. Annie, there's a much more of kind of the Annie Potts loving on Egon. But they were trying to get Annie ready to go and doing her costume and makeup check to see how she was gonna look as Janine. And like right at the last second, one of them, Dan or Harold or Ivan Raven, one of them literally grabbed the glasses off the makeup girl and put them on Annie. And said, "Okay, that's the look. That's what I want." So. So the whole shoot right before they shot, they had to go get this poor girl and take her glasses. And I guess the poor girl's like blind without them. And, oh. and she'd shoot, 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 and also not be able to see because they were prescription. And oh, then they'd give them back to the makeup girl. Nice. <laughs> you couldn't just get like prop glasses with blank lenses. Okay. It's it's authenticity. Authenticity. I had such a crush on her. Annie. From that movie. Uh, oh yeah. That designing women. Oh yeah, designing women. If you, she now is just absolutely the most adorable thing on Young Sheldon because she plays the grandmother. Right. And she's adorable. Like she's still cute. And she disappeared into that part because I really didn't realize it was her until I saw some credits. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, oh, I feel old. <laughs> it's Annie Fox. Yeah. Oh Because in our mind, she's Janine Mel Melts or whatever her name was forever. Like she's I young. No. There's the there's the we we talk about the there's the new film that's coming out at some point. Um, it Ghost got pushed back. It was gonna be now. And it uh, was it Ghost not Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. Thank you. Yes. And I think I think she has a, she's in it. She has a cameo in it. I want to say they apparently all do except for Rick, who oh and Harold Ramis who has cameos. Harold Ramis can't because she. I mean, there. it's a ghost movie. He could have come in spirit. But. I suppose you could be like Obi Wan in there, right? Just no. <laughs> he could have been like Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was the other thing. Of uh, Rick and Rick Moranis and Ryan Reynolds did a little promo thing together. It was for Ryan Reynolds. It's you can look it up on YouTube. That's the only yeah, thing. I, I want to see what that is. I haven't seen um, Rick in a long time. I mean, I could play it, but you guys can look it up. It's not really relevant. It's just that he is coming. He's coming. His kid's got to be grown by now. 
So um, I'm sure that's not even a factor anymore. Yeah, they're getting great to see him come back because he he did some great movies. Oh yeah, Honey, yeah. I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, it was great in the day. Yeah, yeah, and it goes well beyond you know the the uh, the, the 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 Canadian brothers there. The uh, it's Bob and Doug McKenzie. Bob and Doug McKenzie. <laughs> Whatever the hell they're doing. You know, it's so funny because so many those people, so many people came out of Second City TV. Hey. Yeah, John Candy. Oh yeah, like right all now. these guys yeah, were second. Of these guys came well, out of, out of Second City. Ghostbusters is a weird mix of Second City and also kind of Saturday Night Live. Like it, it's kind of both. Yeah, absolutely. Because you got well, you've got Murray and Murray and uh, and Ackroyd out of SNL, and and um, and then of course you got Rick coming out of uh, out of Second City. So yeah, there's just this you know, but. Um, yeah, what else do we talk about in this movie? I know there's tons of stuff. Oh, if you want to tell, you want to know why I think it had to have been Ernie Hudson and not, yes, and not um, Eddie Murphy. I like Ernie. So, He's a great actor. Yeah, no, he was. So he was think well. about the scene. Let me pull up my Ernie Hudson notes. Steady paycheck in it. I'll believe anything. I'll believe anything. You I'll say. believe anything. Um, Ernie, I've seen shit that will turn you white. <laughs> that was in so, Eddie Murphy. If that it had been Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy so it would have been a bigger role. But because it was Ernie, it was a smaller role, but that's okay. He is kind of the stand-in for the audience. He's kind of the audience POV character. Yeah, but he's the everyman. He, he's the everyman. And he gets to be a Ghostbuster, not because he, because the other three are scientists. He gets to be a Ghostbuster because he answered a, want, a yeah, wanted ad, right? So he, yep. what his character is saying is anyone can be a Ghostbuster. You just got to go learn. You know, you just got to learn, like, you set your grid, you do this, you, yeah. you flush it. When the light is green, the trap is green. It's clean. Yeah. Well, the funny, you know what always bothered me about that when he comes in and he's got the newspaper and he's like, I'm here for the job. These guys were all over Newsweek, all over the rate, everywhere. And no one else. He was the only one that showed up for the job. One guy shows up and they're, you know, they're paying him crappy. You know, it's like, it's kind of funny. But here's the thing is he, he, think about his conversation in the car with, with Dan. Dan Aykroyd, that conversation. That's He's a very religious real. man. Judgment. Yeah, he goes, I like Jesus' style. I don't know what about Winston Zeddemore. I don't know about Ernie Hudson, but he Winston Zeddemore likes Jesus' style. That's all yeah. we really get out of him. But that conversation, like imagine Eddie Murphy doing it. It would have been a little bit more flippant. But it but Ernie really brought like he solidified, he humanized it, he solidified it, and he brought the gravity to the moment. Like yeah. that was the moment when they're like, Oh my god, the dead are rising. Like it's we're coming on judgment day because the dead are rising from the grave. And like, that was like a heavy, heavy moment. I don't think Eddie could have done it. Eddie back then was like, I don't know. Yeah. You wouldn't, it wouldn't have been, you couldn't make it as serious. I think, I think Eddie could pulled it off. I think knowing what he's done yeah, but they, it would have been worse. He was young back then. It would have yeah, been I, know. I, mean, I don't know. You're right. I, I know what you're saying. I agree. And I'm not disagreeing with it at all. I just, I don't know if he would have worked. We don't. We don't know until we. But we'll never know. Him. We'll never know now, and there's no uh, second guessing it now. Yeah, but, but no. I mean, Ernie Hudson obviously works perfect. Again, this is another one of those things where the cast fits well together. You really can't see. You know, we talked about that last time. Right. The same way that we had to have Sigourney as this straight, sensible anchor. Like she's the most sensible one. She's the anchor. She thinks Venkman. She's afraid. Like she was afraid of stuff. She didn't laugh at it. She was afraid, so we were afraid. We're like, oh, we're supposed to be afraid of this. She thought Venkman was okay, even though he's kind of a jerk, and he brought Thorazine to a date. 
<laughs> so, but she still thought he was okay. So we think he's okay. Like, you know what I mean? So she, she does that for us. So she does that role or he does the, the grounding right. role. Like they, they all, it, yeah, it was really I'm, well uh, done. I'm friends with a guy on Facebook. He's Steve Neal. He's a huge world-class model maker. He was one of the arms that ripped up through the chair and grabbed her. Oh, uh, there's, a picture the of some, there's a picture showing that there's three guys on the ground. She's in the chair. Yep. And three guys, you know, reaching. That's a great picture. Oh my yeah. God, that's awesome. He's one of those guys. He got to reach up and grab across her thighs. He said he will never wash that hand. And <laughs> you don't generally see that kind of behavior in a major appliance. Major in a major appliance, yeah. <laughs> Where do these stairs go? They go, they go up. <laughs> you eat this? I say that every time I climb yeah. the <laughs> you look at Oh, and Coke. There's a big can of Coke very prominently yeah. placed because Coke was the parent of Columbia Picture. Who did this? Columbia, I think, right? Yeah, that or was Coke really before the days before they really put in a lot of product placing in movies. Yeah, but there was uh, something, there's a reason for it. Like they, I the Coke guys visited the I set. I noticed that the, Coke with, the one can of Coke was there. It was kind of their yeah. ballpark. Prominent, very obvious Coke, and he's looking. He's up, lifting the lids of all the corningware. Yeah. <laughs> no, this wasn't here. There was lights and the voice that said, flipping the egg back and forth. It's like it's an egg. What? Are these the eggs? Oh my God! How many of you ever went to someone's house and there was a piano and you're? <laughs> oh yeah, I do it all the time. They hate this. I do it every time I see a piano. They hate this. They hate this. <laughs> my mother has a piano. Oh, we still one do of our little toys. What do you are, are you, you sure you're using that thing? Well, I think so. <laughs> but I mean, look at the writing. There's no hero. I mean, I guess maybe Venkman's the hero because he gets the girl. But like, uh, none of them. There's no hero or chosen one or destined well, one. It's like all, all three of them. This all, all four of them. Three, all four Lewis of them. Tully. Huh? Lewis. He he's the hero. How do you figure that? How do you figure that? Well, he's. He 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 was okay with taking brain samples. <laughs> That's because he was taken over by. <laughs> Sounds but, great. I'm gonna need a sample of brain. Okay. Yeah, the key master. <laughs> oh, the outtake. The coffee. Outtake. I always so say the that's another one. Yes, have some. Yes, have some. The the implication is that there's sex magic, right, with Dana and Lewis. And right. one of the outtakes, like one of the deleted scenes, was him going, "Did we?" and her going, "Nope." Well, but the, it, funny, you know. the funniest part of that is that he's like half her height. You know? <laughs> I know she I mean, like, she's like, you know, she's like carrying him up the stairs, you know, that's funny as hell. Did, did you see the outtake where they're, they're, the deleted scene where they're laying on the slab afterwards? I mean, they might as well have been smoking. I mean, it's... right, right, right. Oh, no. Oh, I mean, yeah, we, all yeah, know. Yeah. we all know what they did. <laughs> Here, I'm going to put a link to some deleted scenes for you guys in the chat. Yeah, the chat got quiet. Chat got quiet. I guess we're not. Is there any questions for us guys, or anything that you you know about this that that we don't know? That we don't know. Of course, we get everything. I mean, we could really dive into how this is an analysis of science versus religion, but you know, let's not go down that route. Let's not go down there. There's two two links to YouTube. Um, can we wander into the disappointing sequel? Yeah, we can kind of no, wander. Right. We could talk about that because I don't think it was that bad. Rizzo likes it. He told me to give it another chance. 
I don't know why people hate it so much. I don't hate it. It just, it didn't, in my opinion, it didn't have the same biting sarcasm that the first one did, and it didn't live up to the first one. Well, it's a sequel, so hello. Welcome right, to the but there's no rule that says the sequel has to be worse. I mean, look no, at it, it, it. But I don't think it was, you know, I mean, I look it back and I still quote a lot of stuff out of that movie, too. Do you really Donosh, see? I Donosh, Peter, did not grab me at all. Why am I drippings with goo? I, yes. Of, he, first of all, he was the funniest thing in the whole movie. If you ask Nichols, me. Yeah. Nichols. Oh, where are you from? The Upper West Side? You know, it's like, it's, it's, where are you from? Like, because he has this weird accent. You know, but he's just like, uh, you know, I don't know. I like, I didn't think it was that bad. It was, uh, you know, uh, I, yeah, I just, I never understood why there was so much distaste for it. I mean, it wasn't better than the the first one by far. No, I'm not suggesting that, but I don't know where else you would have gone with it. So especially since, you know, I guess you could, you could say, you know, I thought it was funny. First of all, the scene when they're in the courtroom is hysterical. Oh Yeah. I mean, I don't care what you say. That's so funny. You know, it's like that that blue, that estrangement order, that blue thing I got from her, you know. Thank you, thank you, Lewis. Right. That was thank short you. and pointless. <laughs> you know? Maybe I need to go back and watch it. I think it. you need to go rewatch it and, and have a, try to have an open mind with it because um, I think there's there's a lot of funny stuff in that movie. You know, the dancing toaster, you know. You know, oh, you're my number one Christmas boutique item. Yeah, until the to somebody gets mad and the toaster eats <laughs> Bruce Willis is saying, I worked with the late Terry Windell, who was the animation supervisor on Ghostbusters. Well, cool. A truly lovely man. Very, very cool. Well, yeah, the animation. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really great stuff. It, it was as cutting edge as it could get for 1984. It was, it was a great right. They, they were up against the limits of the technology. They were up against the limits of the technology. You know, ILM was involved. In, in, we know, can... We can do all, all roads. There's only one little road or one medium-sized road. Road. Um, I mean, no, I shouldn't say that. There are some background people and some a lot of the sci-fi and the special effects people that works. That so the one road that leads to Star Trek is um, Michael Ensign. He played the hotel manager. Five thousand dollars? I didn't know. Be, I won't pay that guy. Well, we can just put it right back in. Um, that guy. He got not the trifecta, but the fourfecta. What's the word for four? Well, he got uh, 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 next generation. And you want to know exactly what he did? I'll tell you. Next generation in first contact, he played Minister Krola. Right. He got yeah. deep Deep Space Nine in the Forsaken. He played Lojaw. Lojaw. I don't know. In Voyager uh, episode False Prophets, he played Bard or the Bard. And in Enterprise, the episode was Stigma. He played Dr. Orat. So he got four Star Trek shows out of one. Ghost okay, series. so here's another connection. Uh, Steve Neal, the guy I was just talking about with the arm and the uh, special effects, he did Spock's ears for motion picture and Wrath of Khan. Yes, he, yes, he yeah. I don't things. always do a deep dive through all the special effects people because there's usually... A lot of overlap. And you're going to have a if, lot of overlap. And if you guys are ever, not you guys, but like the listening audience, if you're ever curious, go and you want to know like how we do this or how you can do it for yourself, go on IMDb and um, up at the top is the search bar and click on, I'll do it right now. Click it. on advanced search and then click on collaborations. And that'll come up with, you can either put two people in the same. Yep. 
she froze. Title, yeah. You can put two titles with the same people. So I put under two titles, title one, I put Ghostbusters, and title two, I pick a Star Trek, any Star Trek, I have to choose one, and then search. And it'll come up with not just actors, but all the crew. Yep. And and music, well, all of it. Music. So, exactly. and that's how you Otherwise, can. Everybody thought you were just some kind of savant with. You're giving away all the secrets. Yeah. Right. I'm giving away the secrets, but some people like to do this look for themselves. I know. I'm only teasing. Oh, I kid. We have a, a whopping viewership of what? Oh, we've got 13 people this year. Yay. Hi, guys. Yay, 13. Lucky 13. <laughs> on the draw. It's Halloween. It's Halloween month, 13. Oh, John and Sue, what about the new Ghostbusters with Melissa? Yeah, that was just a, a horse of another color. It was like completely different. There were oh, like a few yeah. funny things with um, what's his name? Is that what she's talking about? The one that came out a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Girl, we, we, we don't speak of it. It's like they couldn't make up she their mind between it, yeah. doing a remake or a sequel. Yeah. It just, That's it, why I have more hope for did, Ghostbusters it, Afterlife. because I think Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen of Afterlife, it looks pretty good. It looks it's like a direct, not meant to be a rehash. It's, it's definitely supposed to take place many years later. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's kind of almost, I assume it's, from what I've seen, it's kind of a passing the mantle on to yes. another cast. Yes. <clears throat> Whereas the other movie, and this is about all we're going to talk about, it was just really a remake with with the Not same even. exact characters it was like bad gag like instead of it being funny like those the original movie made things funny in the moment because it was part of the moment like he got sitting there listening to a table for some reason and yeah. the bagman comes up behind him whatever whap, whap, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like that's funny because it's the moment this was just gags for the sake of gags it was like Melissa McCarthy just yelling at the book ghost stacking you're right no yeah. human would ever stack books no up. human oh and then moments that would just happen like when right after that a bookcase yeah. falls and that wasn't planned it just fell for some reason and Venkman turns to uh, Bill Murray turns to Dan Aykroyd did that ever happen to you and Aykroyd's like nope like they just ad-libbed that there First were tons time. of ad-libs in this you remember that time you tried to drill a hole through your head that would have worked if Listen, you hadn't me you that Listen, smell it. Yeah, like all that. It's so funny in the moment. And the your talking talking with the candy bar. And I love me some yes. Hemsworth. Yes. I love me some. Um, I like everybody has three more. I love me some days. Kate McKinnon, and it just didn't work. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but yeah, everybody has three mortgages. I love me some Leslie Jones. I love all of those. No, women. Yeah, nothing. It's nothing against the cast. Um, yeah, it's just the writing was right. You would I mean, think one of them would pipe up and just, say, "Hey." But here's the thing: it just what aggravates me about Halloween in general. It didn't need to be remade. No, it It's like it's like it sits. You watch it. You know, my my 18 year old daughter could watch it and enjoy it, and, and it's 35, 34 years old, or 36 years old. Yeah, yeah. And she still finds it funny it's and so and funny. current. Yeah, so and, and there are certain. Why are you remaking this? Yeah, there, there are certain films that should be sacrosanct. You don't have to remake Jaws. Jaws is perfect in and of itself. Don't remake it. Don't remake but it. Keep going yeah. to the well because it's <laughs> yeah, it's like they just trying to. They're just like it, it becomes a money grab, and they're, they're trying I, to cash the I'm glad that these that these versions fail because I'm hoping that Hollywood gets a clue that we're just not that stupid where we're just going to give you money because we like the old one. So <laughs> Star Trek. We're not going to talk about they, Star Trek and its foibles. So a few background things, and then I want to talk about something that I, is weird. Um, Ron Jeremy is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's he is? Just some, yep. 
he's one of the many many people in the yeah he's like a he's like an extra there's some random dude when the reporters doing the heck my grandma would spin tales of a spectral locomotive that would rocket past right Right behind him over his shoulder this long-haired dude not an extra just some random person from new york city who came wandering up while they were filming Um, there's a shot of them running through 30 Rock Plaza. Like it's it's one of the, in the montage. Yeah. And it's one of the first things they filmed. And 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 Ivan Reitman said that it was the first time he'd seen him like in their getup. And he said, I, I got a, like a chill down my spine. I said, I knew it was gonna work right then. But they're running through 30 Rock kind of through sort of toward the camera and they're sort of jogging really. And the reason they're really running for real because they didn't have permission to film there and they didn't ask. And I guess some security guard was actually behind them going, Hey, get out. <laughs> better to ask permission a better but they didn't have a permit or whatever well that's interesting so, that they would do that because new york i'm sure they i wonder if they go because they knew who the film um you, you would know, think company yeah. they just fine you you know yeah. nowadays yeah. you can like dc is really you can't film in dc at all you oh, I guess, thousands yeah, that, of yeah that's probably for sure but new york you can still kind of get away with it a little bit but yeah, yeah. You need permits and stuff. So in, in yeah, that, you done, see them out I've in the street. City shoots. I've done city shoots. It's a it's a yeah. whole thing. It's very expensive. The whole thing, yeah. Because you know you need to have, have, you have dogs. You usually have to have the <laughs> police department to block roads off, you know, streets off, and cordon things off. And yeah, it's. I mean, I did one down in Tampa one time, and you know, we had cops. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big so deal. Um, whenever you see all those street shots, and there are a lot of street shots in this movie. All the, a lot of the people are not extras. They're New Yorkers trying yeah. to live their lives. <laughs> and here are these people filming. Yeah. But we were talking about stuff that was ad-libbed. And something that I came across in my research that I absolutely do not believe. But someone said that the whole ending, the whole concept of crossing the streams was decided on on set that did like they weren't sure how they're going to end it and they and i thought no that can't be right because sure they had already well i don't know what order they filmed in had they already if they had already filmed cross the machines is bad yeah i'm a little fuzzy on the whole good bad thing if they had already filmed that then they already had checkoffs done they already knew if they hadn't filmed that yet then they had to make sure to film that like that's just weird i don't i don't believe that i believe it had to have been planned out I find it hard to believe that they didn't have it in the script, you know, that this is how, how they eventually, you know. Yeah, but you know as well as I do that scripts get changed literally well, yeah, while they're they had to have They had to have an idea of how they were going to end it. They didn't just, we're going to shoot the whole film and then go, well, okay, we're at how the we end. How are going to end it? Like, did they plan Mon- on something Monty else? Pi- whoa, whoa, whoa. Monty Python didn't and Holy Grail. We're talking about, mm-hmm. not talking about Monty Python. We're talking about actual, you know, normal. I, I get that, but... but- that's a valid i mean lots of movies get started and they don't know how it's going to end but this would have been a special effects i would say i would question the word lots well (laughs) okay many some some where'd you guys go we can still see and hear you yeah so that's just kind of weird i don't i don't know if i trust the veracity of that report yeah. They did, I mean, they just I mean, followed their know. own internal logic. That, but... They followed their own rules. Whatever you do, don't do this. Crossing the streams is bad. So later on, when they say cross the streams, well, I mean, they had to. They had to know. I, my guess is, assuming that your story is true, that they either went and reshot that scene where they say crossing the streams is bad because it's clearly a, a foreshadow moment. You know, yeah. at some point, it's Chekhov's done. 
because you know literally check out yeah. yeah they you know so um and the flowers are still standing. Sorry. And the flowers, because <laughs> yeah, because that's a big. Because the reason why is because Chekhov's gun is planted in a big scene that clearly took a lot of production to film. It wasn't like a one-off that they could just go back and hey, let's reshoot this real quick. Oh no, no, that was the they whole climax in, of the they film. They were in the middle. Well, you yeah, know the the don't cross the streams part. Yeah. They were in the middle of like the climax of Act One, which took a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I guess if we ever, well, we may never know until we, we find somebody know. that's actually worked on the production and said, oh, we yeah, they were sitting know. there going, they couldn't figure out how to end <laughs> But see, even the people on the production don't know because one person, I've heard two different versions of the William Atherton shaving cream, 50 pounds of shaving cream, and yeah. I, I went with what I thought was most true. The other one that I heard was that I thought was funny was the special effects guys did a little reunion video. It's on YouTube. And the, like, they're in the hotel and the maid comes around the corner and they shoot up the maid and she comes out. No, what the hell are you doing? I say that all the time. What I say that the all the time. Too. Do? What the hell are you doing? She, the special effects guys are like, oh, she was looking right. Because they had told her, hey, there are a couple little charges on the cart. Just yeah. so you know, make sure you duck. Well, apparently the cart like blew and she wasn't ready for it and she wasn't expecting it. So when she came out going, what the hell? She was looking right at the special effects guy. Is, what nice shooting text. Yeah, nice shooting text. Nice shooting. Like, oh, oh my god. So yeah, many little I mean, moments. Movies, you know, and of course everybody remembers the, you know, the biggest at the time was the funniest thing is he slimed me. You slimed know, me. I feel so. I watch so now and I'm like, why was that so funny in 1984? I don't remember. I'm like, I don't I watch it now and I don't find it as funny. But I'm like, why was that? But that was like. I the still kind of find it funny. I don't know. Oh, I don't Martin. know why. Martin brings up a good point. Casablanca didn't have an ending until they were almost done shooting. Okay, so there's what two films? Ah. I'm just there's saying until, that's still not a lot. It's still not a lot, and until we know the sequence that they, I know they shot in New York first, and then they shot in L.A. Right. Did they shoot the ball the ballroom in New York, or did they shoot the ballroom in L.A.? Right. I need no, to know this in order to, all they had in order to, to verify the veracity elevator. of this report. All they right had to now, do was, I'm calling it false. That's all true. they had they to do was recreate the elevator. Back and shot the elevator scene. Um, no, no, not the elevator scene. Well, he no, says it in the ballroom when they're getting slime around the scene. Oh, okay. Um, oh, no, yeah, I guess, okay. Yeah, you're yes. right. Yeah, you're right. It's right. It's in the back ballroom. Back off, man. Short your stream. I don't yeah. want my face yeah. burnt off. That's yeah. the direct result of the previous don't cross the streams comment. It would be bad. I'm a little fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. Yeah. Okay, important total safety tip. Another, another line I use all the time, important safety tip. Important, important safety tip. Yeah, important safety tip. Yeah. Imagine all life as you know it ceasing to exist and every particle in your uh, body exploding to the light. Of light. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Important <laughs> safety tip. Thank you, Egon. I mean, they could have, it could have been a reshoot. They could have inserted it. But when you look at the background, because I've been watching the movie and looking, the background, it looks like the set. The lighting looks right. Like when they do those reshoots, it's never quite right. And I don't know how good their matching, like their matching was. My guess is it was in the script all along. I, mean, I bet I, it was too. That would be my if I had to make a call on it. I, I'd say it was. It was. In the, I agree. In the script all, yeah. I agree. So, so slightly, I just wanted to, if, if anybody remembers, I don't know if anybody had gone back in the '90s to Universal Studios. They had a ride, a Ghostbusters ride. Universal Orlando, I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Anybody, if anybody, this, it, it was pretty. It was more like one of those shows, like you'd go into a theater and you watch, and you watch, and it basically it was that end scene. 
kind of thing where they have oh, the, is it really? the building and the, the doors open up and she comes out there's actors and then there's special effects and you know it's one of these things where the ghosts fly over you and of course there's like i don't know if it's like fishing line or thread that's wet and it kind of like so you feel this wet thing kind of across your face <laughs> it was kind of fun i don't know if anybody else that i'm just throwing out there because oh it's my not God. There anymore. they've since they've since replaced it um, with something else that's probably a little bit more modern, but I, I, I do remember that ride in Orlando. Uh, How about ago. that costume on Gozer? It oh, was that costume was costume found. Or was it just bubble, bubble wrap? It was bubble. It was like a unitard with with stuff on it. Yeah. Bubble wrap. It did look a little. <laughs> that, somebody was apparently. Here's another report. See, I read all this stuff right, when I'm researching. Someone was digging through a bin at like a bargain basement costume shop and came up with it and knew what it was. And it was it. It was really it for real. Like they got it verified, like authenticated or however you do that. I know you can do it. I've seen it on TV where they get costumes and they're like. wonder how it ended up there as opposed to. In... Somebody wholesaled it out of a whole bunch of shit from someone. The yeah. It, yeah. The, stu the studios bundle everything up on mass and just. So yeah. someone has a lovely souvenir. You, think, you would just think with the popularity of the film right out of the gate that. It... Yeah might have she been. was supposed to be fairly androgynous but i feel like the model was pretty female like she wasn't that happens a lot definitely they had to recreate the ghost detector thingies for the second movie the thing with oh, the yeah. swing oh up. no the the proton yeah, yeah that reminds me uh, bill murray said i'm not doing the oh, second movie days. unless you because the proton packs were 50 pounds 50 bloody yeah. pounds what were they made out of that they well, needed? Why were they so heavy? Pounds? That doesn't seem seems kind of ridiculous. Were they, they actually nuclear accelerators? Like what they were they? Fiber, a lot of fiberglass and 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 maybe well, that's how, yeah. That's how the prop guys recreate them now. But back then it was it was metal, it was found objects, and there was like and a they glue them together. Yeah. So the, so Bill said, I'm not coming back, you gotta make them lighter, and they got them down to like 28 pounds, which still sounds pretty heavy to me. Hmm. But isn't it weird that this movie spawned so much kid like it spawned all kinds of toys like speaking of that like every kid oh, yeah. had a proton oh, yeah. toys galore a cartoon like it the kids just glum and when you really analyze this movie when you really look at it it's not a kid's movie no it's but that's for some reason i actually i know harold um, ramus's quote why he thinks kids glommed onto it but um i think it's fascinating that well there's definitely you know like i say there's there's a lot of adult themes in it i mean the whole scene like you say, the, the the typical '80s music cut scenes. They, that was like an '80s thing where you'd have like, like you're saying when they they're playing the music and you see them doing their things and Dan Aykroyd's kind of sleeping and the ghost is. Yeah, I never understood that. Scene. Kind of yeah. implying that the ghost. There's deleted scenes, and yes, it is what you think it is. Yeah. Take care of his potential tensions. Um, I never understood why they included that particular scene. Yeah, it seems I, I agree. It doesn't really fit. Movie. It's not, and it's not when you here. see the outtakes, when you see the deleted scenes, it's not at the firehouse. It actually happens somewhere else. So the fact that they included it is bizarre. Yeah, it was. It's very strange. It is a strange inclusion, but it's there, and so that's why I say it's. There are some adult themes, of course, the keymaster and gatekeeper. gatekeeper. Yeah, but just starting um, a business kids, and mortgaging. I don't know if little kids. You know, most some kids might not pick up three what's going on there. What's that? Three mortgages. Everybody has, three everybody has three mortgages these days yeah. i'm looking for harold ramus's the, quote um what was, the, what was the number he goes he goes just so you know the interest for the first yeah. year is like like ninety five thousand dollars yeah thousand dollars yeah. my parents left me that house i was born in that house everyone has three mortgages nowadays you didn't even deal with the guy 
I, I love the real quote. estate agent when when he says, "You guys got to try this pole. This is, we should sleep yeah. here tonight." And the real estate agent is like, <laughs> "The neighborhood is like a demilitarized zone. This building should be condemned. We got to stay here tonight. Perfect." The power needs are completely inappropriate for our inadequate. I can't find it, but Harrowing was basically. I used that line. I used that line when we were hunting for the new studio when we were at the armory in. Um, the power needs are completely inadequate for our needs. I did inadequate it. <laughs> That's probably that probably fit most buildings for our productions at the time. True, but it was there, and I used it. Most most buildings don't have a big old you know. 220. I don't know how many amps those connections are huge. 60, yeah, yes, you know, so most buildings don't have that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, I can't find it, but just to paraphrase, Harold Ramos back on the kids just said, you know, little kids are afraid of a lot of things. Like the dark, the night is a dark and scary place for kids. And most adults, like if a kid said, I think there's something on the bed, most adults are like, no, you're fine. There's nothing there. This this movie said, yeah, there is something there, but it's okay. If you've got this technology and this, this science, then you can totally beat it. That's kind of what he said. It was actually a really sweet quote, and I wish I, I could find yeah, it. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, like I said, I was, in part, I was high school age. So I, I, I was 13. I was exactly, I thought, the target demographic until I started thinking about the fact that it really wasn't a kid's movie. No, but I, I glommed, I I glommed on to this Slimer. thing like... He liked the Slimer ghost. He was kind of silly. Slimer, Slimer's no. on stage. On stage. Slammers on stage for less than three minutes. They actually use their proton packs for a minute and 28 seconds total in the entire film. This is not a kid's movie. There are no kids in the movie. Right. True. They're smoking. I, 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 They're I, I, cursing. The EPA is in the story. It was not it's made not, or marketed towards children. I just think that. And yet, somehow, kids <clears> just, well, you know, they, they liked it, and it's not, it. not really scary. The walls in the 53rd precinct are bleeding. Are bleeding. That was no light show I saw today. Yeah. Oh, I have seen. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's, and you know, the other thing about this movie, this falls into the, one of those categories of films that when, if it's on, like I'm flipping channels and it's on, no matter what point of the movie is, you can sit there and you watch it. Oh, absolutely. There's only like a handful of movies that fall into that category for me. Or if it's on and I can just, oh, I'm going to watch. Oh, yeah. Every time it's on, we're watching. Even if I watch 10 minutes of it, I'll just sit there and watch. Uh, you know, I can name some other ones. Uh, Hunt for an October is another one um, I find in that category. Uh, yep. um, Ocean's Eleven is another one for me. Shawshank. Uh, yeah, Shawshank. Absolutely. I was, that was just on the other night, as a matter of fact. Of course, I saw it. I'm going through the thing. Oh, Shawshank. <laughs> watch that. So, yeah. So, this movie falls into Jaws, of course, is another one. Jaws. Yep. Um, <clears throat> But this movie falls into that category where it's just you just don't get tired of it for some reason. No, um, you don't get tired of works it. And works and works and it's just funny. And like I said, the lines just still funny after all these. It's certainly years. a part of my. I want to say my childhood, but at least my teenage years. It's um, a permanent yeah. part of our lexicon yeah, now. Like, my, yeah, it's definitely a fixture in my life because of the amount of quotes just alone that I constantly yeah. use. Like I said at the top of the show, it's become permanent part of our language. It's, yeah, it's, it's really, our it's our John Mark at Tanagra. We say things, and we all know what we're talking. It still about. cracks me up. You were telling me that your dentist hadn't seen it. I mean, he must have seen it. I think it's been a very he took a little offense if somebody saw. I asked Mary Beth if she was menstruating right now. <laughs> 
And Dennis, Dennis, Dennis <laughs> did not. I, was, I, was really, I, was being, I was being serious that I wasn't quoting the movie. Alice, are you penetrating right Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Because I thought about, I debated when I answered you. I just was going to write, what's that got to do with it? And then I thought, <laughs> no, that actually looks like, maybe I don't know either. And I, I was hoping we'd all recognize the lines. I shouldn't have worried. Clearly, everyone knows this movie by everybody heart. Knows that, movie. that line is, is a classic. And that oh, woman, that actually, that plays that librarian uh, who... That's uh, Alice Drummond. She's yeah, around. She's been a ton of stuff. I mean, yeah. it's just been in, in so many things. She's around. My uncle thought he was on Jerome. I'd call that a big Jerome. I call that. I call that a big. Dennis, Dennis just wrote in the. I saw Goatbusters. It's not Goatbusters. Stop talking about goats. Oh, jeez. Well, that's just a Canadian thing. You people are weird up there. Maybe you have Goatbusters in Canada, but in the states we have Ghostbusters. What are you doing with the goats, Dennis? Yeah, leave goats alone, Dennis. We'll be together again. You don't need no goat. Oh my God! I thought we were. I thought we were uh, uh, PG thirteen. Yeah, uh, I never. I never market this as for made for kids. So we need to put warnings. Like this isn't. A, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think we have any children other than not maybe in a mental age, but not we have us physical age. <laughs> yeah. Sure about it. Yeah, we don't really qualify as adults. So Ken's here. You know. But uh, before we uh, wrap, and I know it's getting eight o'clock, and I'm not saying we should, but we should mention Roy because he always. Okay, yeah, I have two. Us. I have two things. The thing, thing one is I'm gonna put on our sci-fi distill page a bunch of because when Rizzo and I were talking about okay, what movies do we want to do for Halloween? There's like one million of them, like legitimately one million of them. We can't do them all. We're only got four weeks, so we got four episodes. So I'm gonna put on our page, kind of. I want to hear what you guys like. So I'm gonna put, hey, what's your best? I don't know, witches, best ghosts, best vampire, best UFO aliens, you know, best fun family night, whatever. I'll put a whole slew of them, and you don't have to answer every single one. Just whichever ones jump out at you. I want to hear what movies you guys like for Halloween. Now, Roy, Roy has some great episodes coming up. So this Friday, and Roy, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I, I actually think I know what's going on this time. This Friday, they're gonna uh, try um, Trilogy of Terror Take Two, because last Friday, for some reason, Facebook was not being cooperative. So uh, Roy and Ross are gonna try Trilogy of Terror. You have to do that whatever with you the Zuni with the Zuni voodoo doll or the Zuni doll or whatever. You got to talk do that. On with. Sunday, he is doing a really great film. He is doing Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and that is a fantastic Which Halloween one? movie. Donald Sutherland, Donald the Sol older one, nineteen sixty. Yeah. Oh, the older one. Yes, the original because Roy does the old stuff. So yeah. Oh right, right. right. Well, no, the other one was in the seventies, I think, wasn't it? But they remade it in the eighties. Maybe I should look this up really quick. I know they made it maybe in the 80s. Yeah. Maybe it's the 80s. Yeah. Donald Sutherland was in the 70s. I know. Right. Okay. I don't remember. But anyway. So two great movies coming up on Roy's tie-dye sci-fi. Nice. Right. And next week, we are off to the Winchester. We are doing Shaun of the Dead. Nice. Play fair, we'll you that. know what? Shaun of the Dead. And did you guys see World's End? Yes. That's another really good one, right in the. Same yeah, that one didn't do wasn't wasn't um as commercially 
successful as as Shaun of the Dead. Although it I don't, should have been, it was. Shaun of the Dead has become more of a cult film, of course. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead is more of a cult. You know, and then Hot Fuzz is actually pretty good too, which is these are all. Um, oh, Roy's just saying yeah, Donald Sutherland. They're doing the second one, Donald Sutherland. Oh, they're doing the Donald Sutherland. Anyway, okay. Nice. Anyway, um, yeah, so good, good to know. We will tune have you ever left so, yeah. sideways while firing both guns simultaneously? Is that from Shaun of the Dead? No, it's from Hot Fuzz. Oh, Hot Fuzz, yeah. I've only saw that once, but it is, it is good. But Shaun of the Dead will be next week with Bruce Playfair. With Bruce, uh, yep. And, and then we don't know which days are going to be which, but yeah, coming up. Also, you see, you guys are probably seeing we're going to do Clue. We're going to do Clue now. and yeah. Underworld. And yes, and then, yeah, so this is our Halloween month, so we're going to do all nice spooky movies. And then hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, on Friday the 30th, um, if it all works out well, we will be on Roy's tie-dye sci-fi first to do Young Frankenstein, and then we're going to have a little costume party. So we hope you'll join us for that. So, yeah. One of my top five movies of all time. Martin says, don't forget your cricket bat. When fighting zombies across the pond, yes, you do need a cricket bat. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. what, which is what yeah. Patrick Stewart, have you guys seen the Patrick Stewart Mark Hamill ad? Yes. That's, Patrick yeah. has a cricket bat and Mark has a bat bat. Like, yeah. Why? Why do you guys have They're going to rumble. They're going to rumble, I guess. I don't know. And then they realize that they, I don't know, it's a weird ad. It's it's cool that they put them together, but I don't really care for the ad itself. Like, I think I think it's awesome that they're, to, like, they put those I two love them together. together. You're right. I didn't like the really writing in the, the ad. I think they yeah. could have done something. I more think they could have done better. Yeah. The whole Star Wars Roy, thing. I completely agree. Roy is saying tomorrow night they're doing an October preview. Yes. Roy, I want to know if you're doing um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, because I may steal it from you. It's one of my all-time favorites. Absolutely. Love that. Let's do the time warp. I do quote every minute of that movie. <laughs> Talk about an adult, adult adult themes. That one would have warnings at the top of the show. Well, we're, we're, That's we're, not we're, a we're waiting in Antissa. Say it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> we could do it and then do all the things that the audiences do <laughs> during. <laughs> if anybody has never gone to a midnight showing of Rocky Horror, you really have to experience. You haven't lived until you've had yeah. rice thrown at you and you had a water pistol and all that. Yep. It's quite the scene. Um, people that really need to move out of their parents' basement and kiss a girl. It's just, you know why? Because the costume, like, it's so easy to get dressed up for that thing. It's like such yeah, a I mean, it, Actually, one of the funniest, uh, there was, a, you remember the Drew Carey show? Um, I remember them doing Rocky they did, Horror they and Drew Carey. Was, they were doing a thing where they were doing, they're dressing up and doing going to Rocky Horror. Yeah. And then then around comes the and corner. And Dietrich Bader was, was like in... Oh, Mimi, remember his nemesis, the woman yeah. that had the fat woman had all yeah. the makeup? Always she wore the ring. And she's, they're all dressed up as Priscilla, the queen of the desert. So they start doing That's a right. battle back and forth between, between I remember that. By the way, if you've never seen Priscilla, queen of the desert, I will recommend that movie. It is hysterical. It's Australian. Uh, and it is a very, very funny movie. Um, yeah, on, uh, uh, Terrence, uh, oh, what's his yes, name? Yes, Zod. General Zod is in that as, as yeah. a... And as a cross-dresser cross one of the yeah. girls yeah and, uh, it's a really 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 funny movie it's good it's some definitely some 70s disco if you like that sort of thing um i will admit i actually have the soundtrack for that movie because nice oh <laughs> uh, roy's saying that, yeah roy's saying we'll do a crossover for rocky horror next year oh, okay yeah. we gotta wait 
We got to wait a whole year. Oh, okay. whole year? No, Roy, come on. <laughs> but it is a Halloween movie. Well, it's not Halloween, but somehow it's become it's a Halloween movie. I know around here, I think the, the local, I don't know if they're- yeah, It only runs in the local. theaters they around used, Halloween. They used to run it, yeah. It used to run pretty regular. I remember back in the a 80s. A lot of college towns have it a lot. Yeah, yeah kind of run, through the summer they may have it. Yeah. yeah, they used to run it every Saturday night at midnight, one of the theaters I remember in my, near my hometown. But uh, around here, they, they do it. They actually advertise. Now, again, with COVID, everything being shut down, um, I don't think they're going to do it. But Great Scott. <laughs> Doctor, no, not Great Scott. Dr. Scott. Oh, no. Brad. Janet. Oh, Martin's yeah. saying Great Scott. Brad. Janet. Because you know why, Roy? Because we're, we're going to do Clue, which is obviously Tim Curry. Yeah. beautiful tim curry so we thought well hey if we're gonna do tim curry let's just make a night out of it but hey yeah, yeah. Clues, what clues. a masterful actor i i just and and he is amazing and ballsy i mean he's done stuff that nobody would have considered rocky horror, rocky horror put a damper on his career because he played that transsexual right rapper. yeah but then he came back we could almost do a tim curry month um rizzo suggested hey why don't we do a johnny depp month i would love yeah. to do like a just because my favorite topic is ufo and aliens i would love to do a ufo and aliens hey, month guys let us know if like, that's something you guys want to do because like i was thinking, yeah if was you want us to do more depp, themes for johnny depp you could do edward you could do um you could do edward, you could do edward, edward, edward says his hands, hands. What was the other one? I had... He gets dressed up in like every single movie. Yeah, I mean, you could do. Um... Oh, Edward, Edward Scissorhands. Um, what was the other one? Was it Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Um, there was more though. Um, oh wait. There was another one I had said, which is really. Yeah, good. you did. Um, Edward Pirates. Oh, you had said Pirates, and I was like, it's not sci-fi, but you're like, yeah, but all the effects. Well, uh, right, Willy there Walker. are tons of effects. Yeah, but it had a supernatural. Willy Wonka. Well, no, no, Willy not Willy Wonka. Wonka. Not, not better ones. Oh, Headless Horseman. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Ichabod Crane. Ichabod Crane, yeah. Yes, yeah. We could that. do, absolutely. I want to do the Mothman Prophecies. I love that. Like, there's so many. That's why I'm going to do the little little quiz over on the page. I'm going to say best this, best this. You guys answer. Because there are so many good yeah, movies absolutely. out there. And Halloween is not enough. Feel Halloween free to post is not here, enough time. Post on our page, whatever. You guys want to see if there's a movie you think that we, did, we should do. A TV show. Always. We've been doing a lot of movies, but we also do TV shows. We'll always take a rest. Yep. <laughs> Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd's another. You know, we said we would do, and then we never did. We haven't done a TV show since like Babylon. No, we did a no, TV show. Stargate, maybe. Maybe Stargate. Yeah. Airwolf. Let's do Airwolf. That's not. <laughs> Let's do an Airwolf Blue Thunder compare control. Yeah. I love Blue Thunder. Well, I like Roy Scheider, so. Yeah, I used to like I used to like Jan Michael Vincent, so I was more of a. I I honestly I hate to say it, I never watched Airwolf. Yeah, they were both on the same. Like it wasn't didn't really do it. I don't know. I didn't have an interest. Just think of Knight Rider or I didn't like Knight Rider either. I thought uh, that Knight was... Rider. Oh, I loved Knight Rider. Oh my God, David Hasselhoff back in the day. Yeah, Hoff. <laughs> you know he actually. You know played, and that's again. He played, that shows... he played Nick Fury in a in a very early version of the Avengers. Did he yes. really? Yeah. Yep, and badly. What did that look like? Badly. <laughs> Horrible. Isn't good. Horrible. They only made it because they needed to make something to hold on to the rights. They, they, they had a movie deal and they said, if you don't make this movie, we're taking the rights back. So they threw the bare minimum dollars at it that they could. Captain America Shield was was tra transparent. It was like a, a fiberglass or a plexiglass. I mean, it was just, it was horrible. Yeah. And yeah, he played wow. Fury. 
Roy is recommending Sequest. Um, yeah, because we talked about Roy Scheider. That's, that's certainly we could think about Sequest um, and the the horrible miss. I like Sequest. Missed opportunity. I think that show. Yeah, they had a dolphin. They had whiskers. Remember whiskers and the thing. Yeah, were... yeah. I mean, like you said, no. The the show had potential. I just think they buggered it. And Roy, yeah. Roy and Schneider, then that poor kid. That poor Roy kid. Schneider what was his never, name? Jonathan Brandeis. That poor yeah, kid. Roy Scheider never liked the, the the concept. I from what I understand, he he just thought. Well, it was no Jaws. There was not enough shark in it. For yeah, him. He, like he just did it because for the money. He thought the show was the stupidest thing ever. I think. Um. So, but yeah, season two they went off the rails and yeah, it, it got weird. It got weird. Yeah. <laughs> Always weird. Yeah. I so. love Michael Ironside. He's awesome at everything. V, the old V. Oh, yes. From the 80s, yeah, the miniseries. awesome at every single thing he does, including no. Top Gun. Negative. Oh, Jester. No, Jester was the other guy. He was um. Uh, uh, from Alien. Uh, um... No, no, no. No, no, she's talking about Top Gun. What was his call sign? What was his call sign? Oh, he was... um. Not Jester. Viper. Uh. Viper. Viper, yeah, 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 yeah. Viper. I always get mixed up. Like, I just remember going, Jester's oh, Chester's here. Yay! Uh-huh. <laughs> Another great movie. Not sci-fi. Another great movie. So I, I will I argue which the, which the reboot has been pushed. Yeah, obviously. Ironside made a horrible movie of which we shall not speak, but whose initials are Highlander 2. Oh, really? See, now, that was, now, you're talking about that, but that is, remember, Dave Lafredo was saying he loved that movie. Yeah, he defended that movie. Quickening. I'm sorry, Dave. You're incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kent Dave, we need to have Kent and Dave on to, to duke it out. Highlander 2. Yay Highlander or nay? Yeah, no. I don't know if I've ever even seen it. No. I don't know if I have either. I, I won't. It, that movie was never made, and, and none of us. <laughs> so we just went Highlander, Highlander 3. Well, the way Dave puts it is he. Or, or Highlander, Highlander TV show. The way Dave puts it, he's like, you have to look at it as like a separate compartmentalize yeah you you have to yeah it's not in the same continuity no, no. which you know which is kind of like scanners. modern Star. yeah roy scanners is a good movie too scanners, scanners yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that came out you know that were um, um in fact you know what i'm gonna add scanners you know it's a good you know good star trek connect is reanimator yeah yeah jeffrey combs in that i mean he's like the quintessential star trek alien character he's been like and he's another one that's been in like every star trek except for the original i think yep. right i have rocky horror on my list <laughs> <laughs> I just I won't let it go. I won't let it go. It's just a step to the left. It's a step. All right. I all right, kids. Death, guys. <laughs> thank you all so much for coming to do some ghost busting with us. For joining us once again. We'll see you next week for Shaun of the Dead and uh and with Blue Bruce Playfairs. Even Bruce, did Bruce join us tonight? I don't even think so. I thought I it was see, see uh, anyway. Bruce, uh, well, it'll be Bruce. So Get your get your get your cricket ballot and head Wait to the for, for Halloween month, guys. All right, everybody, night, stay everyone. safe. Mask up. Yeah, mask and prosper. up. All right.